Hi, I'm Elaine. And I'm Dee. And this is Can You Dig It? The Haikyuu Recap Podcast. We are already on episode 10. I think that's just so crazy. We are on episode 10. I feel like this is a landmark. We're almost halfway. I know. We're getting to when it's about to get like really good too. We're getting to like the, the turning point in the entire series. Yeah. every Basically like everything has happened in one place so far like Mm -hmm. every episode has been in the gym that's kind of the only place that anything has gone down and um we're next episode we're gonna start like going other places and it's gonna be interesting i don't know gonna get good yeah it definitely is gonna get good this was definitely um like the way they did the episode felt like it was sort of the end of um like i don't know if you can call this an arc because it's just the opening of the show Mm-hmm. But it feels like the introductions are like over. It's basically the vibe of the episode. Yeah, it was like we met everyone for Karasuno. We found out more about the team as a whole. And now it's time to figure out like what exactly is going to go on with them with other teams. Because all we've had so far is that one match against Seijo. Right. Yeah, they, they really did like the whole like we introduced our like main characters and we introduced our thing to like overcome. Right. They like, Seijo is like the big bad right now. Now, They're bad, but they're like, they're the opposition. So yeah, we, we have this episode. It's titled Yearning. Yeah. Um, interesting title. It seems very very different to me from the previous titles of the episodes. I don't know. Something about it's a little, I don't know. I'll kind of like, all right, sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much like thought really goes into the titles of the episodes specifically. It felt different because it's like more, there's more generalized in a way. Yeah, no. I feel like it's about one specific thing. I get that. There wasn't any, like, it was kind of centered on one theme, but it wasn't centered on any one person. Yeah. Um, Like, I I guess, like, if if the question was posed, I would say, like, it's about Hinata's yearning to, like, be the ace. ace. Yeah, you know. But there's also, like, Suga's yearning to like maintain his position and mm-hmm. there's 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 other people who are like yearning for things in this scenario so the episode starts with like that little recap of um the past to Asahi like him calling for the past and all that jazz that we saw from the last episode let's see oh <laughs> it's just talking about something about him is just perfect when he's like talking about how like fast the ball hit the ground and he looks he looks like Yachi like they have the same energy yes oh my goodness (laughs) he also makes the same like describing it like making like a weird noise like Hinata always does (laughs) and I just think that's so funny he's just precious I just thought his reaction was just perfect I feel like I fall in love with a different person every time I rewatch this show and like this this rewatch is I'm falling in love with Takada again it is Takada time I love him he's just so great honestly like something about him it's just so so great yeah he's just the best like I really can't even it's I just think he's so awesome I also totally think we would be friends in real life like he's like 
He's got good vibes. The thing about him is just so charming. He's so charming. Uh, I, I honestly, every time he was on the screen, I made a note of it because I just like. Yeah, I have a lot of notes would just talk about himself because he had so many moments that I was just like, I love him. Just, yeah, like the way he's animated and just like everything about him. That's pretty much all I have written down was just that I thought Takeda was cute for the recap part of the episode. I didn't have a lot else to say about that. Something that I really love is Tanaka and Daichi's relationship. I think it's just, it's something that I never really noticed any of the first times I was watching, but watching it now, I see it and how Tanaka calls him Daisan. And it's just like, it's just like a little, I don't know. Something about the relationship is just so cute to me because we never really get to see it. This is kind of like the only moment but just like how Tanaka just like loves everyone on the team so much. Yeah, he loves them so much. Like even, it's so cute in that moment when he's like watching Asahi and Noya and Shiba on the other side of the net and then like turns to Daichi and is like, like what? Like look how cute they're. It's like, it's yes. so good. And Daichi's like, Tanaka, we're playing against them. <laughs> like you can't, I just, he's so sweet. He's That's honestly- sweet guy. Yes, so sweet. I love him. And I love that he has these moments where he's just so like precious and you can't help but be like, oh, I love him. Yeah. And like as much as he is like previously stated, right, he doesn't like anybody when he first meets them. Mm-hmm. Once he, like someone, he is like so stalwart in his liking of them. Like he's so committed to the people that he likes. He's such yes. a loyal person. It's, I, it's so cute. cute to me. And like, it feels like a lot of the reason that he is so defensive around new people is because of that like affection that he has for the people he already has in his life. He's always like on the defensive for them. Like, these are my friends. They're my people. You don't get to be mean to them. So then the, the episode starts properly. And the first thing that I have a note of is that I just, Noya scolding Asahi for his jump not being high enough. I love that. So good. It was so good. Something about it was just like so perfect to me. He's like, that's what you get for not coming for a month. I think it's so funny. And how also he's like not even mad about it. He's just like, yeah, I know. Like, I'm sorry. It was so cute. And Tetsuka's like, you're such a, I can't remember exactly what he says. He calls him like a taskmaster or something like that. Like, you're so... You're so stern. He calls him stern, which like, who would describe him as stern? I know. I think it's so funny, though. I love when you get to see characters having that like second like personality that they have. Because like when we first meet Noya, he's just crazy or he's like off the walls and he's like bouncing off of Tina's energy and talking about volleyball. And now he's like scolding Asahi for not coming to all those practices. And Yeah, he he does. Um... He has a lot of dimension, and I think that that one is... One character in this show has, like, one set personality. Like, there's there's more than one side to every single person you meet. Yeah, yeah, everyone is is pretty... It's impressive that so many characters are so well fleshed out. Like, mm-hmm. they all have... Not all of them, obviously. There are some characters that are one-dimensional. But, like, the majority of the characters in this show do have a wide range of like different reactions and different like emotions and they're they're like very realistic human characters which is impressive um and yeah Noyo being like this very like fun loving guy but also being like like scolding his friend is is an example of that 
Yeah. It's something that they do a really good job of showing. And it's something that I've always really liked about we get to see all the different sides of a character, even if it happens like way later on. Yeah. There's a lot of time that's taken to make everybody have like their own sort of perspective and their own um, multifaceted personality. Like no one person is one way all the time. Exactly. And it's like, I've met a lot of people where like they always have appeared to have like one set personality, one way they behave, but then you get to know them and then they are like completely different in what they are. Someone who like appears to be like first, when you first see them to be like calm and collected and like mature and everything and then you get to know them and they're like they're wild and I feel like that's kind of like inverse of Noya where like the first impression you get of him is like crazy and it turns out like he's he can be like really calm and collected and be like he knows when he can like say what he needs to say and it's not even in an offensive way because that's just the personality that he has where he's like there's something wrong and he's gonna let you know it's wrong but he's mature about it we'll definitely have more time to talk about this when we talk about Kenma because Oh, it comes my, up a lot. That is one of my favorite examples of it. I but yes. I do think it's um it's an interesting point like that Haikyuu is good. I think this is it's it's a it's an annoying thing that happens, but it is a good thing that the person who made the show made a complex and interesting character that is like a better portrayal of that character than the one that fans have created. Yeah, I have. Which, like, you know, it's not a well written show when there's a more interesting, more fleshed out version of a character in someone else's mind versus the actual creator of that show, which I have experienced. Oh, yeah. But that is not true for Haikyuu. It's, he's, yeah, Ken was honestly the prime example of that. And we could, we'll definitely talk about it more later from when we first meet him to like later on in season four about the like stark difference in that personality. Yeah. It's just one of those things that I really admired about this anime as a whole or the series as a whole even is that you never have one distinct personality with the character. Sure, there are the few that are very just one dimensional, but for the most part, like you were saying, every single character is like as realistic as possible. It's just good writing. It's well written. Honestly. It really is. I love it so much. Um, and God, once again, honestly, it's just the Noya show with me. Like everything is about him. <laughs> like my next note is that I just this episode was so chock full of compliments. And I just thought it was the sweetest thing in the whole world. Like when he runs up to Hinata after they do the quick and he's like immediately like complimenting him and like he calls him Shoyo which like okay his first name basis two days in I love I love him so much but anyway this this whole episode was like all of these moments that were complimenting each other and just like their reactions were always so sweet and it was just it was just nice to watch yeah I honestly he just has such a wonderful personality and how he's just friends with everyone and but like you expect him to kind of like not have like Okay, so we've had Daichi not outwardly saying, like, a compliment to Noya, but Hinata, like, mentioning that Daichi had said that, and Noya getting kind of, like, I like that type of feeling about it, but he doesn't seem the type that would, like, if you compliment him, he would get, like, flushed about it. Meanwhile, in this episode, him and Suga are literally, like, blushing because they get complimented. Yes! I think it's so funny, because, like, you wouldn't expect Noya to be all, like, 
blushy and like flushed that he's getting a compliment that's like completely well deserved it's so sweet honestly but that's the thing like they all are like that even like like the ones who like talk a big game and are like super confident like Noya or like Tanaka even so when someone else gives them a compliment they like um they're immediately like this little like kind of reaction and like they get a little blush it's just like cute and sweet and they're all it's just precious honestly I love it so much that was one of my favorite there's like I always say oh that was my favorite part that was a favorite part but that was honestly such like a cute little part and it makes me smile I just think it's so cute I really love it yeah it honestly like that was this whole episode just everyone complimenting each other like it didn't even matter that they were playing against each other it was literally just like you're my teammate and I love you and I'm proud of you and I know we're against each other right now but that was really cool it was so wonderful to watch honestly it's like really refreshing (laughs) okay so then there's a conversation between Ukai and Takada they're like standing on the side doing their thing and um he starts he like really sets up the like Kageyama versus Sugawara like choice that has to be made yeah yeah and he's like laying out the advantages of each of them and the advantages he's stating are like the things that like I noticed and I don't know a lot about volleyball just like the simple things we've been saying before about how like Kageyama is in greater scheme of the word a genius versus Suga has this bond with his team and that trust and that's what makes him so strong and now he's recognizing that they both have talents and he's not just like shoving Suga to the side because he realizes he's like, no, like they're both talented in their own way. And how even later on, he's like, like when it was my turn and it was like, who's getting selected? I didn't think anything about it. But now that I'm yeah. the one that has to choose, it's so hard. And it is. Yeah, that comment about like being on the other side was really interesting. And it, it shows a lot about him that that was like the first thing that he thought about really. He like noticed the problems with the team and then that was like, the first thing that like was on his mind was like how do you make this choice okay. I thought it was really interesting another great moment we get from that is Ukai being like Karasuno ain't a bad team just like oh my god anybody said why didn't you tell me sooner and Takata's literally like I did I literally did I told you so many times and they like slapped him on the back and he like falls over Oh my god, I love them. I think it's so funny how he literally, Takada literally was like, that's what I've been telling you this whole time. Are you serious right now? I thought it was so funny. It was. I love them. I just, those two together, like just always standing on the side, like doing their weird thing. It's just like so enjoyable to me. They just have complete like different, like different personalities. They're complete polar opposites, yet they get along so nicely. They get along so well, and it's, yeah, they're so opposite from each other, but they're also, like, the only other person in that situation that, like, you would be talking to, so they just kind of, like, roll with it, and then, like, I don't know, everything about their energy together is just, like, perfect. So, then we start getting this sort of thing of, like, Kageyama keeps trying to tell Hinata stuff, and Hinata is, like, off in his own little world. Like, it starts with, it starts with that, like, moment of him trying to show Hinata the angle of his arms for the block and Hinata is kind of just like he's like having a moment about the little giant and he's like having a whole flashback it's just a whole thing and Kayama gets kind of annoyed which like yeah 
I would get annoyed too. I get annoyed when other people are not paying attention. He literally is like trying to teach him. He's like, when you're blocking, you need to do it like this and not like this. And he's just staring. And Kageyama was like, I'm talking to you. I am telling you how to do this. And then, you know, he gets smacked in the face, full force by Asahi's spike, which like the way my head started hurting when that happened, because I like, uh, that is so painful. Yeah, the ball's going at like what a hundred like a hundred kilometers a second or whatever is a minute. I don't remember what the fuck he said, but the ball's going really fast. And he just smacks and you can just see the red and how like it cuts out. It looks like he's like coming to again. Like he like got knocked oh, out. Oh god. Like, no. That is so painful. Yeah. Takeda's about to call an ambulance. Like also he's like on the verge of tears. It's no good. But then he comes back and he's like he's fine but then I think we get a really important conversation um which is about Hinata being envious of Asahi and of like other people who are tall and strong in general but Asahi is the person in this moment so Kamigama like calls him out about it and how it's distracting him and like oh for me this is a very relatable moment like, there have been so many times where I just, like, watch someone do something just, like, so much better. Just so cool. So well. Just a, a hundred times better than I could do it. And there's just a moment where you're, like, what? And, like, you're not even, you just can't really try at that point. And I feel like Kinata was sort of having that moment before exactly. Kageyama pulled him out of it. And, yeah, like, that happens. It's hard not to get in your way, of, in the way of yourself when you, um exactly envy especially and it's especially because he's known for a while now or pretty much his entire time that he's not as strong and that obviously he's able to get every spike through through sheer force versus he has to kind of evade like Kageyama was saying and it kind of like I can imagine that it, it is disheartening to see someone else be able to do it so easily and you want to do it but you just can't yet and then having to compare yourself to that constantly because he's like but I want to be the ace but I can't do that it's just it's a lot and it hits hard it was just like a moment where I literally just like wanted to like just cry for him because I was like I understand yeah it's such a hard feeling to feel it's it's very it feels very defeated yeah exactly oh on a lighter note another really cute moment with Takada is right before all that happens and they're about to get like kicked out of the gym because it's late and he's like well we have to finish the game and then Tanaka literally says Takachan, that's bitching. Like, this, like it's the coolest thing that he did it. And then Takada, like, turning around with his, like, proud thumbs up and smiling. Thumbs up! God, I'm gonna cry. His thumbs up was so cute. Because this quote-unquote punk high schooler thinks that he's cool. Like, yeah, he's gonna be proud of himself. They get to keep playing their game. He did something cool. He really was so happy that he, he like pulled that off. He's like doing his little thumbs up, like yeah. It was such a great oh moment. My God. And it was it kind was of so like, cute. Yeah, and it was kind of like a nice little like moment before we dig into all that like emotional stuff. And then like again, it gets back into like the okay, that's all we need. It's not just like so much like emotions going on. Like yes, I do get emotional watching, even if it's not a sad moment. But it wasn't. It's nice to have those like little cute moments. Yeah, and also it, yeah, and also it sets it up of, like, this is still, like, they're in the middle of a match, and they do bring that up, too. They're, like, sorry that we, like, interrupted this match to, like, have a whole-ass conversation and yell at each other. I can just 
imagine Uka being like, what the hell are they doing right now? Like, what the fuck hello? are they doing? Can y'all go back to your game? Why are we having like a entire therapy session? It, that's like, honestly, I feel like a lot of times these things happen and it kind of just gets like brushed aside where it's like they'll have like a whole fight or a whole conversation like the middle of like public or middle of everything and it kind of like no one bats an eye versus in this they're kind of like oh yeah sorry we just had like a whole conversation in the middle of a yeah let us, let's finish it's, it's like so much and I love oh my god Kageyama is getting like so frustrated with this like when he stops talking he's like heavy breathing it was kind of like it feels like there's like an unspoken thing going on Mm-hmm. with him in this moment that it never really gets like it's not like intentional and it's not like addressed but it just feels like I don't know maybe he is relating to Hinata in some way during this whole thing or I don't know he he just seemed really upset and it's one of those things where it's like such a huge difference from middle school because I'm telling you right now if this were to happen with like Kendaichi or Kunimi he would not be having this reaction yeah, like if no, one of them got smacked in the face yeah if one of them got smacked in the way to did he would have been like pay attention what is wrong with you so quick to be like stop getting distracted by this like you're doing like you're the decoy that's such a great position for you and like you have to evade them and it's like offering so much support and it's like so unexpected of him but it works yeah it's definitely um he's he's learning to like I, I don't know if it's a learning thing or if maybe it's just because it's Hinata and because they think so similarly he's able to like explain things in this way that like makes sense for both of them but he definitely is trying a lot harder yeah and there's also the fact that he wasn't always like the way he was you know there was that whole time when he first got into middle school so his first year of middle school and then like fourth house third year you see how you see him being like little thing and then all yeah, of a sudden, like a little baby. yeah, and then all of a sudden it flips. And like, we find out later why, but I feel like but having- is that why even? Like, I don't know that that was why. I think it's part of the reason, but I also think it's just not being with good teammates also. I think he just, yeah, I mean, I think he just got older and like, I think maybe it's, I feel like his change of like demeanor probably had more to do with the fact that he was just like, at the top like like without Oikawa there he was like the best person and that's sort of like very true it was kind of like I'm older now I'm the best setter here I'm the best this I I I feel like there's a lot of possibilities and ideas it could be that we never actually get confirmed yeah and like I don't think he was ever he's never been like cocky about it oh no it's more but he just didn't defer to anybody exactly before he kind of like looked up to Wakawa because it was like, you're older than me, you're a setter, that's so cool. I want to be a setter too. And then Wakawa left and he's like, okay, it's on me now. Like, mm-hmm. this is what I need to do. I need to step up. Also, okay, this is like random and I'm probably hallucinating it. But does he look like, I don't know, in this whole episode, I just kept thinking like Kageyama looks so like small and so like, like softer. He looks like cuter than he had before. No, I was noticing that too. Especially at the very end when they're in that like team huddle, he just looks so like I don't know what that is. Like I feel like he just looks like really like his face, his expressions were like a lot softer looking. I think it's just because he wasn't yelling as much this episode. 
that's possible. <laughs> you kind of just and like he does definitely look younger in these first episodes, like in all of season one, than he does in season four. Yeah, he looks like a lot older in season four. Yeah, not like a lot, a lot older, but like more mature. Yeah, I mean, he looks like a year has passed, and also he gets like more buff. Yeah, so season four is really good to them. <laughs> like season four art style, so good to them. I love it. I know everyone's so like <laughs> so little. They're so skinny. <laughs> Like, which some of them like are so skinny. Like, if Tsukushima like wasn't, it would be weird. But like, if he wasn't a string bean, and like same with like Kenma. If I saw either of them being like really buff, I'd be like, (laughs) what is going on? If anything, Kenma just gets like even skinnier looking in season four. He's. I'm like, please, someone give him a sandwich. He literally is like so cat-like. Like the way he just like walks around and like hunches his shoulder. He literally just reminds me. She's so, like, so, like, nimble and agile. Oh, God, I can't wait to talk about Kenma. Anyway, um, so then we get, like, I don't know, this, this whole next sequence, like, the second half of the episode feels really, I don't know, the whole thing of, like, when Kageyama is, like, if you're with me, you're, like, unstoppable, like, it, you know, all of this mm-hmm. stuff that he says, and then they, they do the, the quick, and it works, and, you know, all this stuff. The first time I watched it, I was like, oh, wow, this is so inspirational. Like, their powerful bond, blah, blah, blah. But the more times I see it, the more I feel like it's kind of bittersweet. And, like, I don't know. It's kind of, it, it feels, like, a little bit upsetting to me Watching now. it now, it makes me want to cry. <laughs> like, I got really emotional when he said it that I had to, like, take a minute and be like, oh, my God. And I don't even know why exactly. I, I do know why but I don't view it the same as I did before. Before I thought it was like, I I thought it was emotional, but it was emotional in a way that was like, that's so like, like kind of, I thought it was like sweet that their bond was strong. And I thought like, oh wow, like this is such a powerful connection and all that stuff. But like now when I watch it, it ups- it's like upsetting to me that like Hinata's success is like framed around Kageyama. Which, like, at this point, it kind of is. Like, that is true. But, like, even though I know that that isn't the case later on, it's, like, hard for me to watch it be the case now. I am. I have just lots of feelings about it. Like, even his expression when he hits the ball, he looks, like, almost sort of pained about it. Like, the fact that he can only do it because of Kageyama. The fact that he's only starting because they want to use that quick the both of them have and it's less about Hinata's skills as a player and more about how he plays when he's with Kageyama yeah it, it's just kind of I don't know it feels really it's really kind of sad to me at this moment and I know that like that changes and that isn't true later yes. but I think that that's what makes it so sad to me mm-hmm. is that I know how much he accomplishes so this small victory feels like I don't know it just felt very like bittersweet to me yeah and it's not even the fact we have to wait until post time skip. Like even like later on, we see him doing these things and improving as a player, like all on his own while he's still there. And it makes me so happy to see that. But just like, I never, I never thought about it either. It makes me emotional in the sense of like how much they've grown and how like it comes back. But the fact that it's always been Kageyama saying like, oh, we're going to win because you have me or, oh, um, the, ver- the version I watched it translated to as long as I'm around you're the greatest mm-hmm. it's just it's not because he can do it on his own it's because he has that quick with Kageyama yeah and like I feel like that's kind of a really 
that's like a shitty thing to hear. Like if I was told like, oh yeah, you're only doing this because of someone else. Like it sucks. That sucks. But then Hinata doesn't see it in that sense. I'm sure he may. We just don't get to see it where he's just kind of like, let's do the quick again. Or like really quick. Yeah, I can jump really high. But we never ever like actually see him like be upset that people are saying that. He just wants to prove it to them that like, yes, I can do it. Yeah. And I mean, but he definitely does have like doubts about himself. Oh, of course. In relation to this, like he wants to be able to like be worth something on his own as well. And we'll, we see that a lot more in like the beginning of season two when he sort of is going through this. But I feel like at this point, maybe it's not so much in his mind because mm-hmm. he's just excited to be doing it at all. Exactly. But it's like just knowing his future. It's like, I know that you can do so much. It's a weird feeling. It's giving me a weird feeling. No, I get it. Honestly, I completely understand. But yeah, he does the little, he does the quick. And then I, I literally had to pause and take a picture and send it to you. Oh, <laughs> I'll be complimenting him. <laughs> it was so sweet. He literally said that last year was incredible. And the way he does his eyes just like light up and you just get so excited because he, in a sense, idolizes this man not even man this like this kid he idolizes him like he's the ace of Karasno he's so cool and he's complimenting me his face he is the truest face in the whole world I literally can't stand it oh my god he was so happy I can't okay I'm good I'm good I just (laughs) that was (laughs) we were talking about favorite moments in the episode before and they were a lot of good moments, but that was my favorite moment. Like, that was really it was so one of those moments where, like, those people that make fun of him for looking like a middle schooler are like, right, because he looks like a little kid. Like, he looks, oh my god, he looks like his mom just said that his friend could spend the night. He looks so like, ecstatic. <laughs> it's so cute to me. Yeah, that was really sweet. Oh my god, I love him so much. I've just also just really been in my my feelings about Hinata in general. Oh, but yes. <laughs> you know, I've just been in my feelings about him. I've been in my feelings about Hinata for the longest time. And not even just him by himself necessarily, but him and like other people. I've been it's like... Just, really intense. I reread the Rio arc. Like, you know, it's just like... There's so much to say about him. Oh god, he's just the best protagonist ever. I fucking love him so much. He very well may be my favorite protagonist. Oh, I love him. Let's see. What what happens after that? Oh, we get the first uh jump float. Ah uh, yes, Shimada's jump float. And something I love. I never noticed it before. Like we have Takara taking his notes, but Yamaguchi literally just staring him down. Oh my god, yes. I can't go like you have to change the scoreboard. I yeah, he, he definitely, like, has his, that's, like, Yamaguchi's first, like, moment. He's like, okay, okay, something's happening. I think it's so cute. And, like, of course, like, I I knew that, like, he did. Like, you know, like, I, I don't, I guess we can talk about spoilers. We've been talking about spoilers this whole time. But, like, Yamaguchi going with Shimada to learn how to do and stuff, I knew about that. So, like, it wasn't, like, I'm so shocked that he, like, later did. It's the fact that I never noticed watching, like, in this episode that he literally was, like, staring at him the whole time and was like unable to do anything because he was just like what was that I need to learn how to do this 
I I remember when that happened and I thought it was really great honestly I think that they have a really cute mentor mentee relationship it's one of my favorites actually it is so precious and it's so underrated like uh, I cried we cried in season four oh my god with the bag with the fucking bag (laughs) it was so precious to me I love it I love it so much and I'm so proud of Yamaguchi honestly so proud of him yeah it's it's a really good moment um and yeah uh Shimada dominates them he wins four points in a row four, four points, points. Yeah, sorry. yeah they're I mean their receipts suck we knew this so it's not that stunning but um I also thought just like the way I, I like Shimada he's he's funny the way he's like <laughs> gloating about beating a bunch of kids is like really humorous to me I mean he's probably happy because honestly I get the feeling that the interview situation they really never get to play practice matches and when they do they kind of like get destroyed so being able to start like winning again it's like 100% I can see why they're getting all like oh we're so great like yeah I mean I imagine they probably just play against each other exactly so So it's kind of nice to have this actual mm -hmm. match it's cute I like them I oh my god I love when they leave and the, their commentary is so funny. The way that they're talking about like how dramatic teenagers are, it's so funny. And also it like goes back to what we were saying about how like normally in anime, like the over dramatic, like ridiculous moments aren't commented on. They're like treated mm-hmm. as normal. But in this show, they kind of like do this bit where they sort of like in the show, they talk about how dramatic and annoying people are. <laughs> Exactly. And the fact that they start like making fun of Noya and Kageyama in a sense, and Noya and Kageyama are like blushing. They're like, yeah, embarrassing. They all look so embarrassed. <laughs> the neighborhood association is like, lol, teenagers are so funny. And like, they're, they're like, oh, teenagers are so cool. They like don't care what they say. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're all just staring at them like, okay, I guess, I guess we are, we are just very humorous to you. I thought it was so so funny they look so embarrassed I love it then there's another conversation with Ukai and he's talking about Suga and Kageyama again and then Hinata goes up to Asahi okay this I think this conversation is so cute because like neither of them are good at talking like both of them are like they start their sentence and then they like trail off and like stumble over their words and try and like come up with what to say and like just that the both of them are doing it to each other is so charming to me. I like what Asahi says a lot. Asahi seems like one of those people that like even though he kind of like stumbles a lot and like is a really timid person, he seems like the kind of person who would say the right thing at the right time. Exactly. And in a sense he did because he literally was mentioning how like the one who's like scaring the opposing team, or, like has the opposing team like watching him is the coolest after yeah, he knew what to say 100 percent. yeah after he was just being like oh the ace is so cool i want to be the ace like thinking aussie is cool so aussie's like well actually i thought it was so cute yeah he's like it's literally it's just like the left wing spiker like it's that's not as cool as like intimidating people and you know what it made me think of hmm. it made me think of yaku honestly oh my god you know he is that person for nekoma like Everyone is always, like, sure, Nekama has other people, but, like, none of their spikers are, like, 
whoa, that's crazy. It's like everyone who is scared of Nekoma is scared of Yaku. Exactly. And Yaku's just like, I mean, I'm just doing what I need to do. Yaku, yeah, I I I have I have a whole I have a whole thing to say about his like his ability to be like so offensive in a defensive position and like how that's framed in the story but yeah it really that's immediately who I thought of when he was like the coolest person on our team is the person who intimidates the opponent and like you know that people who go up against Nekoma are like their Libro is scary like he is the thing to watch out for exactly and we really get to see that in the OBA god (laughs) oh god in Lin versus Sky OBA we really get to see that I can't. I fucking love. I love Nekoma. I love Yaku. Like I have so much. To, I literally. God. I have so much to say about Nekoma. I think we could honestly do an episode alone just on Nekoma because, like, that's how strongly the two of us. Oh, we could that. do like a hundred episodes just about Nekoma. Like honestly, the amount of conversations I've had with my friends that seen IQ and I just talk about Nekoma. I'm surprised they haven't just like told me to shut up at this I point. I love Nekoma so much, <laughs> honestly. I will just talk for hours. And it's stuff that like no one cares about. It'll be like the littlest thing. Like, this is so like, fun. I can't wait to like really actually talk about them, which we should stop talking about them so much because we're going to get to talk about them soon. They're great. They're just so great. They're <laughs> just so great. Another great thing. Um, I forget how funny Daichi is, honestly. And how he literally was, like, clowning Suga Asahi and Noya at the end of this episode. Yes, oh my god. It was really well-framed, too. Because it was, like, both the, like, wrap-up of, like, these are all the characters we've met. Like, he was doing, like, a narrative for the purpose of, like, telling the story. Mm -hmm. But he was also just so funny. When (laughs) Suga was like, oh yeah, like, I'll, you know, I'll stop being so, like, comfortable and, like, reserved and, like, hiding. (laughs) he like just totally tears him down he's like I didn't say any of that and then him calling out Noya about like shoving the vice principal and then being like oh yeah I mean like I guess Asa he's back too (laughs) it was so funny and it's so mean to Asa and I love it oh my gosh him and Suga are so mean to Asa but it's the funniest thing because I I I do this my friends too like honestly, I have bullied my friends before, and they bully me back. And I think, oh, of course, yeah, it's the most realistic friendship ever. Like, they're so they're always clowning on him. It's great. <laughs> I thought it was so. Funny. It's the fact that like I didn't expect it. Not because like oh Daichi wouldn't do that, but the fact that I was like I forgot that Daichi can like be kind of a bitch sometimes. It was so funny to He's me. He's so bitchy. I I love it honestly. Just, like, all of my favorite Daichi moments are, like, the moments where he's being, like, underhanded with people. I think it's so funny. My favorite Daichi moment is actually one of those. I'm not going to talk about it yet because we're going to get there. But God, he's so great. Honestly, he's really good in these early episodes. Again, like, I am a, I'm a bona fide, like, Daichi shit talker. Like, he has the energy of a Honda Civic. I, I can't say he's even anywhere near one of my favorite characters. But... In these early episodes, when he is, like, one of the few characters, he's really funny. Poor dude. I kind of wish he didn't get sidelined so hard. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much the end of the episode. They wrap it up with our, I think this is the first time that we get the, the like, circle up and, and they say fight, right? Is this the first time it's happened? 
I think so. Yeah, no, it is. It really is. Yeah, it's the first time. It's it's so sweet. I really like that moment. I think it's cute. And then Tsukushima, like, not participating, just being so annoyed with it, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, I saw his little sour face. I was like, ugh, this kid. That was always, like, my favorite thing. Like, I miss it. so cute. I, I miss that stuff. I miss cuddles. I love when teams, like, have a tradition. Yeah, I think it's really special and sweet. And Tsukushima's a, a loser for not wanting to participate. I always say <laughs> when I teach, I'm always like, if you feel weird doing it, you're doing it right. Like, if you have to do something that like, you kind of don't want to do, it's like, you look weird not doing it. Like, he might think it's so lame that they have to do this and stuff, but he's the lame one for not doing it. Exactly, exactly. But, you know, he's just a, he'll grow out of it. He'll grow out of it. Um, but yeah, this, this moment is just really sweet. I love traditions like that. I love that they have one and that this is like the first time that they're doing it as this team. Yeah. It's a really sweet moment. And it's definitely like solidifying the fact that like, this is, this is the team. Like this is this year's. I love it. I think it's such a cute little note to end the episode on as well. Cause like we finally meet the whole team and like get the moments of them together and playing together to end on that little like chant and stuff it kind of just like solidifies it all yeah um I, I thought it was absolutely perfect um yeah so that's episode 10 it was good we're getting we're first kind of like pushing through we're gonna be at the end of season one before we know it yeah I can't believe we're like halfway through season one um golden week is upon us I cannot wait <laughs> I'm so excited we get to meet some very exciting characters it's going to be good. It is honestly going to be so good. Yeah, I haven't watched these episodes in a, a while, so I'm excited to watch them again. They're they're just, honestly, season one, like, it just doesn't have as much rewatch value as I think certain parts of later seasons do. So I just, like, don't come back to it as much. And sometimes I come back to it, um, and I'm like, this is, I don't know, it because, because it's, like, so much happened since then, it's kind of weird to go back to it. Season one is not a season I would like rewatch episodes from no pretty much like there's not a lot of episodes that I would actually you know what I feel like I would rewatch this episode I would watch this episode again it was sweet it was cute but versus like season two or season four or like even the OVAs that I've seen yeah. like, tens of thousands of times oh my god I've rewatched the OVAs constantly constantly you just they're just so good <laughs> um but yeah I guess I guess that's it for this episode it was a good one, and I'm ex- I'm excited for this next episode. I'm so me, excited for it. Me too. I think nobody would be surprised as to why we're excited for this next episode. <laughs> Who would know? Who like? I don't even. I don't even know how to explain it. I have so many feelings. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I'm Elaine, and I'm B. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.